your host Omar and welcome to the Curiosity Project. In today's episode on Conversations With, I'll be talking to my friend Caleb, the Vice President of Campfire Audio. We will be discussing the Andromeda, Ara and Solaris models in Campfire's lineup, how they were made and the type of experience that they each give you. Thank you for tuning in and I hope you enjoy the episode. Hi Caleb, how are you doing? Sorry about that. <laughs> no worries at all. Sorry, I had a bit of a panic for a second. Stella and Jack decided to uh, decided to join the call. Yeah, I think uh, my kids were using the Zoom uh, last. <laughs> <laughs> no worries, no worries. How are you doing? You look well. Uh, yeah, doing well. Yeah, things are going good. Fantastic. How was the um, uh, how was the heat wave? <laughs> oh God, it was terrible. <laughs> Oh, uh, you know, we were, I think it peaked at, uh, 46.6, oh you know, something 0.66, you know, sort of that, uh, triple six in the, in the number there. <laughs> it, uh, yeah, it was, it was brutal. I mean, um, all the, all the trees baked it now, you know, it's returned to something closer to normal, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was unreal. I mean, have you have you seen the stories coming out of? Because uh, I know Canada have also been experiencing an extraordinary heat wave. Um, and, yeah, and their heat wave has been resulting in deaths, as as far uh, from what I understand. Yeah, I think that you know there were quite a few deaths here as well, maybe sixty people, but the count oh might have God. been revised to a hundred. Yeah, I mean, people don't have air conditioning, right? So. Yeah. You know, I mean, I've lived in plenty of apartment buildings where, you know, you're, you're facing the wrong side, right? In the afternoon oh, yeah. sun, right? But, you know, if it's, if it's that hot, it's going to turn your place into an oven. An oven, exactly. Yeah. I mean, essentially, you're, you're just baking in an oven. Yeah. Yeah. My God. It was, it was funny because when you mentioned the whole heat wave thing, I mean, I just thought it was really funny. Uh, but then when I started seeing the articles coming out of Canada, around the same period that you said that Portland were going to be experiencing the heat wave. And I saw that, you know, people were dying as a result of it. I thought, my God, I, I feel terrible for laughing now. This yeah, is a serious no, thing. exactly. And no, of course. Yeah. You don't know how real it is. You know, it's, it, it's funny because it's so unusual and it's abstract, you know, but yeah. then when it rolls in and it's so oppressive, you're like, wow, you know, so it's, I it's agree. Uh, really rough. Yeah, but I'm, I'm glad to be through it. Oh, yeah, totally. Um, uh, but uh, my God, I mean, it's, it's, it's so funny, though, because I, and I guess that kind of shows like how how it differs from country to country, because in the UK, we find ourselves extraordinarily grateful that we're going to be experiencing a heat, a heat wave. Um, mm -hmm. You know, anything above. But then again, our classification of a heat wave is completely different to what you guys have. <laughs> right. I mean. You know, your 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 normal kind of summer weather for us would be a gift if we had two of those days in the entire year. Um, sure, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's 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 weird. But I mean, you know, I don't think that the UK is made for hot weather. I mean, the moment we start cracking, you know, 30, 32 degrees Celsius, uh, the tarmac on the road starts to melt. Yeah, yeah. It's absolutely... No, I mean... Uh yeah, same here. I mean, we are not, um, maybe not to the same degree, but uh, the city is not built with hot temperatures in mind. Uh, a lot of the streetcars uh, sort of suspended operation because all of the lines were melting. And, um, you know, a, same sort of thing, right? The streets are starting to buckle because of yeah. the way that they're made. You know, the, the formulation is uh, not designed. It's not conducive to that kind of weather. Yeah. No, it's not. It's it's designed to be sort of frozen and rained on and, uh, you know, <laughs> that kind of thing. Not uh, so. Yeah. And <laughs> not not bloody sub-Saharan desert um, uh, uh, weather. No. Uh, yeah, it's wild. So we put out water for all of the uh, birds and the animals, you know, uh, who were just really feeling it out there. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, but, and I, I, but, I don't yeah, think a lot of people but, think about them. Yeah, uh, you know, our there are lots of sort of creatures we uh, share the neighborhood with. You know, mm. there are there are a ton of birds back here, but there are raccoons and possums, 
and um, a lot of squirrels and uh, so all of and a lot of crows, you know, the crows sure. to hang out in their sort of territorial situations. But uh, they sort of overlap when the weather gets pretty extreme. Uh, so which yeah. it which which it did but no you know what uh, to 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 be honest you know i i started taking it seriously and the first thing that went through my head is when I, when i when i when i popped you the email and you didn't reply i thought oh my god i i hope um i hope i hope Caleb's still alive you know i hope the i hope that <laughs> <laughs> because you know something initially where i didn't take so so uh, so seriously i was like oh god you know i've i've heard that people are dropping dead i, I hope everything's okay um so when i yeah. when i when i when i heard back from you i was like oh thank god yeah okay my guy's still alive brilliant <laughs> he survived yeah it. we we made it through uh hanging out in our our basement uh stayed uh, <laughs> relatively cool uh, fantastic yeah. fantastic well i can yeah. i can tell you one thing caleb like um you know my 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 last couple of weeks have been very interesting and i think you know why um i have had so just to recap, right, our last conversation was pretty much starting from point not point five. You know, it's just above the base point. Uh, you were explaining what a balanced armature was. You were telling me about the foundations and the story of Campfire Audio and ALO Audio. Um, your background, how you got into audio, you were, t- you were telling me all these things. And, we, and in particular, we spoke about your entry-level products, Honeydew and Satsuma. Um, now, after that conversation, um, we were talking and you said, uh, hey, look, like you, you need to know what Campfire is about. Um, so, lo and behold, I had a package turn up which had three of your IEMs in there, uh, Ara, Andromeda, and Solaris, which are your highest-end products that you guys make. Um, okay. I'm just going to go straight into this. Great. I, I sent you an email, uh, the night of when I was listening to it and, and UK time, I think I sent it just before midnight. Um, and when I sent it to you, I was listening to Solaris, which is $1,400, I think, or £1,400 in the UK. Yeah, that's Um, I don't get amazing since since I've stepped up my hi-fi and headphone game, I very seldom get unbelievable reactions and experiences out of audio anymore. Uh the differences that I get are very much diminishing return differences. So you have to really push things really hard to get a small incremental change. Maybe you want the soundstage a tiny bit wider. Maybe you want the imaging a bit more accurate. Um, And that's really been the case for me for many, many months now. Now, when I listened to the Solaris, which was the first one that I listened to, it was an emotional experience for me. (laughs) Right. Um, I got the fit just right. And I started playing it off of my laptop um, mm-hmm. uh, because I, I don't have a jack and I couldn't find my um, I couldn't find my dongle for my phone. Um, and I was just filled with number one confusion uh, because as far as I was concerned, to get that level of sound out of such a small unit is defying the laws of physics. It just it didn't make any sense to me. And I had to keep taking them out and looking around to make sure that my hi-fi wasn't playing or something like that. Right. You know, just to make sure that that was the only thing that I was hearing and I was putting it back in. And for the first time in months, I found myself falling back in love with songs that I had heard hundreds of times. Yeah, that's I mean, great. I, I, I cannot tell you how moved I was with the experience that was provided to me. And it was, it, it was more than just the sound quality because I think anything above six or $700, you can pretty much guarantee that the sound quality will be audiophile level. Um, yeah, generally speaking. Exactly. However, 
I, I have some a few pairs of IEMs uh, with me, which are round. Uh, I mean, I, I immediately compared them to the Satsuma and the and the Honeydew. Uh, th- those are good. But you cannot compare it. Um, you, you, you can. Yeah, they're, because... they're very different things. Yeah, they're they're really different products. It's it's a different beast, and the thing yeah. the thing that the only way that I can describe it is Honeydew and Satsuma sound like IEMs. Solaris, Aura, and Andromeda sound like something else. They right. don't really sound. People describe Solaris as it's the only IEM that sounds like a headphone. I have never heard a headphone that sounds like that. And I've never heard an IEM that sounds like that either. And, and, and I feel as though that that's why I was so moved, because I was, I was being provided with, a, with an audio experience that I had never experienced before. The width of the sound, but yet the intimacy of it, was shocking. I, I could not believe it. And the only thing that I could do was clear the rest of my several hours that I had, you know, that I was meant to doing productive stuff and just dedicate it to listening to music. And I haven't had that urge to listen to music in so long. So it, yeah, like I said, it, it was a truly emotional experience. And I'm, I'm just talking about Solaris. Um, uh, and I'd, I'd, I'd love to, to kind of tell you my my fairly amateur um, feedback on on each of them, and what I would love is yeah. from an expert point of view, and essentially, you know, the, the guy who made this stuff. Um, um, I'd love to know why I'm experiencing what I'm experiencing. Sure. Yeah. So yeah, totally. Could we start with uh, Andromeda? Uh, if okay. we could go up in price, I think is probably the best way to do it. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Perfect. So the Andromeda is about a grand, right? Um, there or thereabouts. That's correct. Yeah, um, ten ninety nine. Yep, it's very much a um, iconic product for you guys, particularly in that color livery, the green. Uh, it's uh, uh, been with you guys for a very, very long time. When did you guys first make it? It was twenty sixteen, right? That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I thought it was absolutely fabulous. Uh, I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, what, what I got from Andromeda uh, was, number one, great comfort. It's extremely comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, very, very comfortable. And for me, it fits perfectly within the inside of my ear. Uh, I can see if you have a slightly smaller ear than me, how maybe the edge of the case can start to rub on the inside. Um, but for me, I'm a fairly big guy, which means I've got uh, elephant-sized ears. Um, so I was very lucky. Um, but, uh, for me, it fit perfectly. The comfort level was fabulous. Um, one thing that I do want to touch on later on is the quality of the cables that you guys are using because you are knocking it out the park. Um, right. very, very special stuff. I mean, uh, I, I believe it's the lits, um, the, the, that's on the, uh, I think it's called the smoky lits, I think is on the, um, is on the Andromeda. Yeah, that's right. We uh, updated it a few years ago to the smoky lits, but um, that was just a variation of a darker jacket from our standard lits cable. Uh, And we made a couple of other refinements in the build, but same same conductors, silver plated copper. Amazing. And what, what I got from Andromeda was it sounded like it was doing everything very well. You had a really nice mid bass. You had a bass which could have been more lively and more extended. Um, which I think that might be because of the BA um, aspect of those uh, particular earphones from, from the education that I got from you earlier with the differences between BA and dynamic. I think that might be the case, uh, but I'd love to hear from you. Um, so I, I got good bass extension, but the, the accuracy, liveliness, and the hit that I was getting, uh, wasn't really satisfaction. It wasn't providing me with great satisfaction, but the treble was really nice. It was, you know, shimmery and, but it it wasn't fatiguing. It wasn't sharp. Uh, And I really liked that. I, I think 
I was really getting a very, a very good and strong V-shape sound signature uh, out of Andromeda. Uh, definitely something that I can see a lot of people would like. Um, so what, what's, what's going on there? What, what's happening with Andromeda? Sure, yeah. It, yeah, I mean, just, well, to start at your first point about the comfort, I think that when people look at it, it just looks like super angular, a very strange geometry, you know, it has that sort of brutalist aesthetic to it. Uh, and I think that often people are surprised at the comfort because you look at it, you're like, you know, uh, something with so many angles shouldn't feel comfortable in my ears. And yet yeah. it is, you know, and, and it has improved over the years. I think that 2020 is the sort of softest edged uh, version uh, as we've <laughs> slowly, you know, complied the product to make it uh, more and more user friendly. But um, yeah, it's surprisingly comfortable. Um, when you're talking about the um, missing some of the bass hit or the, um, I guess, the, the visceral quality of bass, yes. um, it, yeah, I think that you're right. It, it is about um, the difference between um, the balanced armature uh, versus a dynamic driver and just the physics of that. Uh, one thing that I often say is that, you know, a balanced armature is extremely good at describing music and it gives you an incredible description. It, it provides, it's, it gives you the resolution. It gives you all the information that's there, you know, and a dynamic driver is really good at feeling the music, you know, it's moving the air. It gives you that like emotional connection to the music and it really like pushes, right? And so that's why often pinning a design with, you know, a foundation of uh, a dynamic driver can be really successful often. But um, if you want a really cohesive and sort of balanced sound, um, when you're doing all balanced armature design like Andromeda, um, I think that it does a really nice job. You know, I think that there's plenty of bass there. And, um, and the success of the product is, um, that it sounds really good with a lot of things, right? It's not Agreed. it's not a specialty, um, even though it's a maybe a niche product because of the price, because of the build, because of that. It's not a specialty player. It's an all around good earphone. Like it sounds good across genre, across like you know cultural barriers. It's just a really good sounding earphone. Just period. I I, I totally agree and. You know, I've, I've, as many audiophiles do, as many lovers of music do, uh, you know, we, we all have very varied tastes in music, right? You know, one minute we're listening to Fleetwood Mac, the next minute we're probably listening to bloody Jay-Z or something like that, you know. It's like, it's, it's a very diverse taste of music. And, you know, I, I have one of those and I, I tried, you know, early 2000s R&B. I was listening to, um, as we all do, the, um, uh, the uh, Pink Floyd um, uh, uh, album as well. And, you know, it's, it, it was performing very, very well with everything. There were certain things where I feel as though that the frequencies, uh, were not providing that visceral aspect, particularly in the lower registers, uh, as you mentioned, but I wasn't disappointed. Um, I feel as though that my problem was that I listened to Solaris first. I think that was my problem. Right. Yeah. I think that if you had started with Andromeda, uh, there wouldn't appear to be a deficiency. And I don't, I don't think uh, I would describe it as necessarily a deficiency of base. Uh, I think that it is a balanced armature's presentation of base, right? I think okay. that it's, it's um, sort of a different flavor of base, but I think that the, the base is there. It's just how it's there is what's different, right? Okay. That makes perfect sense. And, and, and just so um, uh, uh, we know, the, the Andromeda is a five balanced armature uh, unit, right? That's correct. Yeah, there's two balanced armatures for the high, uh, one mid and two low. Okay. And that's different from something like um, Satsuma, which was a single balanced armature unit. That's correct. Yeah. With our um, new sort of entry or pro audio focused earphones with Satsuma and Mammoth. These are single drivers, sort of the distillation of uh, the concept of the earphone. 
And so um, it's a single balance armature with Satsuma, single or single dynamic driver with um, Honeydew. Okay. And you, you guys recently, just to uh, sidetrack slightly, you guys recently released two new earphones, right? Uh, Holocene and Mammoth. Yeah, that's right. And these are really, um, you know, these are products that uh, we're really excited about. Um, this is sort of our mid-tier uh, products, but uh, they're really um, sort of special products for an audiophile um, and wanna... th those th those those particular uh, earphones, um, just so because I, I am aware at the price point that they do sit in that mid bracket. So you've got Satsuma Honeydew, which are single um, uh, driver, and those are how many drivers? Sure. So um, when Holocene is six forty nine, and it is a triple balanced armature, so okay, it's so a single balanced. Yeah, a single balance armature for the high, and then two independent balance armatures for the uh, mid and low. Um, and so Holocene is providing a really, um, a really flat frequency response, uh, although it doesn't necessarily sound like that, but it's very much in the um, lineage of Andromeda. You know, it has that resolution, it has that really nice uh, high frequency extension without any sort of sibilance. And that you know ice pick potential yeah, that uh, <laughs> that is always uh, you know sort of looming out there uh, when designing an earphone. I think that um, it's it's a really really uh, cool earphone. Um, the design is actually uh, just a little backstory here. The design yeah. is something um, back in 2019. Uh, was the celebration of our 10-year anniversary working with uh, Mixwave, our uh, Japanese distributor. And so we had done some special earphones to celebrate that. And we did this limited run of uh, special Andromeda with a 3D printed, uh, a ceramic 3D printed uh, interior. And then you've got the, um, uh, the C2019 Q4, uh, which was named after a comet that was passing through uh the solar system at that point uh oh that and that was a triple driver and so you know we made 500 of those and sold them um into japan and those were really um but we thought this is a really cool design like conceptually mm. these three drivers have a certain synergy to them and a really like interesting sound and um so we went back to that concept and sort of applied what we learned in the years since uh, to that design to bring it up to Holocene. Um, so sort of interesting. tweaked it, refined that um, concept. And now it's available, you know, widely, um, but is kind of from that um, triple driver lineage. Fascinating. And Mammoth, I'm guessing you guys are using the same kind of thing that you did with Satsuma and Honeydew. Is, is Mammoth a, is a three driver dynamic? Um, that's correct. Yeah. So Mammoth is an interesting one. Uh, we set out to the, the development began with um, thinking about a successor to our popular um, Polaris model, right? So we had a Polaris oh, yeah, that's V2. Major pop yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's a huge product yeah. for you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Popular product. Um, it was selling well. So we we're like, okay, let's, let's work on, you know, updating this for the, you know, sort of seasonal update, make sure that it's, got this drivers, make sure that it's performing accurately. And so you open the hood and start messing around. And as we're working on that project, we sort of start adding and tinkering with it more and more to where it really becomes its own thing. You know, it's no longer a Polaris V3. It's sure. a totally new, new product. And so um, we continue to refine that. And it actually took, you know, uh, Mammoth had many, many more uh, iterations than um, than a lot of recent ones, just because of the the balance of these drivers uh, to get the synergy right and to get it to this uh, really exciting and fun sound um, was pretty challenging. Uh, but um, so Mammoth triple driver also, but single BA for the. Um, high frequency oh. single single ba for the mid 
and then uh, 10 millimeter uh, dynamic driver uh, for the low. And um, that's a biocellulose uh, diaphragm on uh, mammoth. Interesting. And so, yeah, so it's a really um, interesting complement of drivers. And um, it's really a, sort of an exciting sound. It's really a fun sounding earphone um, without losing its hi-fi, but it's it's really just sort of like, you know, juices everything up just a little mm. bit, you know, just sort of like uh, the loudness switch on something, you know, on a vintage uh, receiver or something like that, where it's just like, it's all just a little bit up and it's really fun, you know, it's really engaging earphone. So I like um, that. I like yeah. that. And that's so, but essentially, wouldn't, wouldn't that mean, Caleb, that it's essentially a hybrid, i.e. Um, similar to your that's Vega correct. and your Dorado? Uh, that's correct. Yeah. And similar to Solaris, you know, it's sort of in that lineage of, of DAs with dynamics. So, yeah. Fascinating. Fascinating. So the reason why I wanted to mention that is because I just wanted people to understand the mechanical and engineering differences between something like a Satsuma and Honeydew to a Holocene Mammoth all the way up to an Andromeda Ara and Solaris. I just wanted them to understand what's really going on inside the unit as well. And we can obviously right. go into more depth in that as well. Um, so going on to Ara, which, as you mentioned in the previous episode, is your favorite earphone that you guys make. Um, I see why. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's a sleeper, you know. It really is. It really is. Now, my traditional um, taste for sound signatures is a bit more warmth, you know, a bit more meaty, let's say, something with a bit more body, um, yeah. something with, with a strong mid-bass, a lovely extended uh, um, bass and... Um, as you said, something with that high-end sparkle without that ice pick tendency, mm -hmm. um, which is so common in IEMs, which is one of the main reasons why I stayed away from IEMs for so many years. Um, yeah. Because it's so easy to do that, you know, that knitting yeah. needle in the ear. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's terrible it's, when it happens. It's not comfortable. It's not comfortable no. at all. Um, and... The thing is, is that you had sung the praises of Ara and so had John as well. It's his favorite. Um, so I was very interested. Firstly, I think it looks beautiful. Uh, I think it looks more beautiful than Andromeda, personally. I think it's more wearable because of the, uh, because of the neutrality of the color, um, which is the color of the titanium. Um, yeah. I think it's just naked. Is it even? It's, it's not anodized, is it? Or it must be anodized. No, it's not. It's just raw. You know, it's sort of polished off. You know? Beautiful. Um, but uh, to make it sort of smooth, right? But uh, the yeah, it's it's titanium. I mean, that's the that's the beauty of the color and the, the body is really. Uh, I think it's really striking, and uh, mine is sort of gaining a, a patina to it, right? As oh, you wow. as you use it more, as you touch it more, as you bang it onto things, right? Sort of the scratching and the you know the natural use of the product. I think it's getting more of that wabi sabi aesthetic, which yeah. I uh, which I really uh, enjoy. Um, that my earphones can achieve that. So yeah, I I like it a lot. You know and and it, it's a really interesting earphone to me because um, sort of uh, it, it's a bit sandwiched between Solaris and Andromeda. So mm. doesn't necessarily get the attention of Andromeda and Solaris, which are clearly like essential earphones for someone's collection. Agreed. Right? These are like, you know, the big name on the billboard, you know, Andromeda, Solaris. You yes. get it. They, they're awesome earphones. So I really don't want to take anything away from either one of those, uh, which are just terrific earphones. But the inside sort of baseball of the thing is if you listen to a ton of earphones, if you've got a collection of earphones, uh, it's bringing something really special to the table. You know, It has a really, really resolving sound. Um, and it's really descriptive, but it's also really engaging. 
And um, that's why it's so, so fun. I, I, I totally agree. And, and my experience with Aura was an interesting one. And I kind of want to walk you through this. So I, I pulled it and I, I, I put it into my uh, laptop as I did with Andromeda. And I was really underwhelmed. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, God, like, you know, I, I knew this was going to be the case with Aura. I knew it was going to be the case with that. It doesn't have this kind of sound signature that I enjoy. You know, Andromeda was kind of pushing it a bit for me, but Aura has just taken it. You know, it's I don't like it. I don't like it. And then right. I thought, hang on a second. This has got two more balanced armatures in there compared to Andromeda, I believe. I think it's seven, right? Yeah, that's right. And I thought, hang on a second, maybe it might be interesting to externally amplify these earphones. Mm-hmm. So I went over to my JDS Labs um, Atom DAC and I put on an adapter and I put it in there. Holy shit. I was brought to a, a whole new world. It yeah. was unbelievable. I could not believe the way that these things were performing. And that's the thing is you described um, Ara to me as Andromeda turned up to 11. Yeah. And I actually much prefer Aura over Andromeda, much prefer it because it's providing something that is truly unique. It's, it's fitting. Instead of trying to be a jack of all trades, which is great, like you said, and it's, it's, it's an essential part of people's um, uh, collection. Uh, at the end of the day, um, you know, you've got certain things, you've got shoes that fit certain occasions, and then you've got your other ones, which you just put on to do everything. Uh, and right. that's your kind of Andromeda's. Um, right. But at the end of the day, sometimes you want something which has the widest sound stage that you can possibly think of in an IEM. These things are out of control when it comes to width. Um, yeah. When you want something that is squeaky clean, perfect representation of exactly what you're meant to be hearing. No exaggerations, no artificial, you know, uh, wizardry or anything like that. Just truly transparent and exposing of your music. Oh my God. I mean, I, I hate reference level stuff. I hate it. It just, yeah, it's yeah. too fatiguing for me. Yeah. These are beautiful. Truly, they, right. they, are, they are something else. Uh, so I, I, that, that was my experience with it. And th- they were more comfortable than Andromeda because, you know, titanium is lighter than stainless steel. Um, so they, they were even more comfortable than Andromeda. And like I said, you know, I definitely get this thing about Andromeda turned on steroids, you know, and it, and it really is. And it's uh, everything that Andromeda um, may have been, um, I don't want to say lacking, but may could, could have reached for. Um, I believe Aura is doing that. And I can I can see how that could potentially be quite polarizing. Uh, particularly for $1,200. But I think when you're paying that much, you don't want a jack-of-all-trades. Yeah, that's what that's exactly right. If you're buying one earphone, this might not be the right earphone, right? If you're, yes. if you're like, I want to buy an earphone and this is, this is my end game, my collection is one solid piece, right? This might not be the one, right? But if you have earphones, right, this is a very special, and is really cool uh, because of that. I think that's exactly right. Yeah, it's extremely unique, extremely unique. Um, now I'm going to move over to my favorite one, which is Solaris. Great, yeah. And I'm going to be honest with you. It's very small, the margin between Aura and Solaris for me. I really, really, really like Aura very, very much. Um, because of how unique it is. It's just doing something that I've never seen a pair of IEMs do before. And I've never seen it do it in a comfortable way, uh, which is very interesting. Now, the same thing with Solaris. I actually skipped my MacBook and I went straight for the external amplification. Um, I plugged it into my Atom uh, amp and DAC. And um, like I said, it was an emotional experience. Um, I got... 
Uh, you're familiar with Dyn Audio, right? The uh, speaker manufacturers. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Um, so uh, I have a pair of Dyn Audio Special Forties, which are a three and a half thousand pounds pair of bookshelf speakers. Um, very, very beautiful. Very, very high end. And Dyn Audio are known for their holographic imaging, right. where instead of just going laterally and longitudinally they they come forward and back as well with regards to the imaging so they can place things in front of you um this is the first time that i have ever got that same experience on any portable uh audio product headphones uh, i mean i've got the hd 820s's i've got the 660s's i've got order z lcd 2c's you know like I have never experienced that holographic imaging on any personal portable audio device apart from the Solaris. It was yeah, extraordinary. It was yeah. absolutely the the imaging was not as accurate as Aura, but like I said, it was that holographic aspect aspect where it provided a new axis for the uh, for the imaging to be processed on. Uh, very very unusual. The base was moving oh my goodness it felt as though that i had a speaker strapped to my head and every single time i think i was listening to um j cole brackets and in that particular song uh there is a sub bass um uh, uh track playing in the background throughout the entire song which you cannot hear on most iems it was coming through loud and clear on the solaris um mm -hmm really strong, really tight and detailed bass as well. Not loose or sloppy or anything like that. People think that bass is just this flappy thing that makes your windows um, uh, rattle. It really isn't. It should be very tight, very accurate, very controlled. And I got that from Solaris. But I also got a beautiful mid-bass, a truly a, a rich and thick and full mid-bass. And one of the most beautiful trebles I've ever heard on a on a portable audio device, headphones, IEM, everything. I am so impressed with the Solaris. I cannot tell you, and that that's why I think that these particular IEMs deserve a new category. They're not IEMs. You're 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 fooling people, Caleb. I don't know what you guys are doing. They're not IEMs. I think you've made a deal with the devil or something like that. Um, and because I, I, I don't understand how that sound comes out of such a small unit. Um, I uh, called my uh, uncle over, uh, who is a huge audiophile nut. He loves this stuff, but he's not into IEMs. Uh, and he put them in and he immediately said, he said, these sound better than any headphones I've ever heard. Forget yeah. IEMs or whatever. So, so what's going on there? How, how are you guys uh, uh, breaking the laws of physics? What's going on? Yeah, I mean, thank you. That's, uh, that means a lot. And that's exactly what uh, the earphones are, are, you know, we set out to do. Uh, Solaris is Ken's latest, you know, uh, sort of excellent earphone, right? Uh, I think that, I think that, um, and, also, well, the version you have is the 2020, right? So yeah. this is the updated, sort of reduced from the original vision, uh, you know, which was a, a bit larger, right? So we reduced the shell 20%, sort of folded over some of the tubes, made it a little more user-friendly. Um, so this version is um, dual PA for the high, right? Plus our PAEC, which is just a uh, essentially a Helmholtz chamber on the top, really giving you that sort of um, headroom uh, of extension of the high frequency. So allowing, okay. you know, it it basically lifts the top of the recording up a little bit, so everything else can breathe. Um, mm. So as long as you have lots of high frequency extension without, you know. Uh, sort of running into trouble territory of sibilance and that kind of thing, it really opens up the sound, right? It just makes it uh, just appear larger and more like 
uh, that, sort that's of cinematic, exactly, more like open, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I was experiencing is this feeling of space. That's why I had to keep taking the earphone out and look around and just make sure nothing else was playing in the background. You know, yeah, yeah that makes perfect sense. Yeah. And then we've got a single single mid driver in there. And this is a custom uh, BA that we uh, have. Um, and uh, that really provides that sort of rich, you know, vocal range that really balanced um, sound through the middle of um, and dipping into the top of the low, right? Uh, the, the Solaris's sound is underpinned by that 10 millimeter uh, dynamic driver with an um, ADLC diaphragm, which is amorphous diamond-like carbon, which is essentially just a very um, very lightweight but very rigid uh, substance to make a okay. um, diaphragm. And so that's going to give you the sort of really low distortion quality, but also the, the speed. So as the driver, uh, you know, the diaphragm's moving back and forth, it's not flexing or doing anything, you know, uh, that you would not want it to do in a microphone like this. Sure. Essentially, you want it to remain, uh, you want it to uh, maintain its integrity under tension. Yeah, that's right. And so um, that's why we're using sort of an exotic material for the, the diaphragm here. Uh, but it's, but the driver is really a, a special driver. Um, and so that's the underpinning of it, which does the, um, the sub bass, bass, and then just a little bit in the sort of upper bass region, low mids, you know, and that's where it sort of crosses through with the uh, the mid BA. So you the BA is still providing lots of resolution through there, and the and the dynamic driver is providing a lot of the the character right uh, to it. So okay. so that that combination is is really um, you know sort of the alchemy there is is what's happening. <laughs> and and it really is alchemy. It's it's magic because. You know, what I genuinely feel is, you know, what, what, look, when you get your hands on a 1500 pound or dollar earphone, it's very difficult to experience that and say, hey, this is really good value for money. <laughs> but I mean, if that was 3000 pounds, I'd probably have the same impression because, like I said, there's nothing I can compare it to. You know, th there are headphones that I have that are two and a half thousand pounds that aren't providing me with the level of experience that these are experience that these are providing me with so i genuinely found it quite interesting and uh, what one of the question that i had is going back to the aura uh from what i understand that 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 is a crossoverless design um yeah. from what i understand how do you guys kind of make the bas sing with each other without a crossover sure um yeah, this is this is part of that less is more philosophy that um, Ken is continuing to pursue in our designs, and mm. and I think is a really important part of the company's um, approach to this, because as you add um, circuitry and components into the signal path, you know um, you have an opportunity to diminish them, uh, and and basically open the door to starting to do more harm than good. So if you can, if there's a way for you to get to the place you want to go with out using those things um, in the signal path, uh, then it will sound better. So era is a really interesting one because it's all done with um, the 3d printed so all of our earphones have a 3D printed, uh, what we call a boot, but it's a 3D mm. printed structure that's going to hold all of the drivers in place um, inside of the earphone, and it's going to provide the uh, the acoustic pathway to the exit, right to the tip. And so what what uh, is going on here is that to tune a balanced armature and to tune a dynamic driver. It's all about the, the volume of air in, you know, uh, in front of the earphone, or sorry, in front of the driver. So you're gonna, gonna be the length and diameter of the tube and mm -hmm. that tube's relationship to the other tubes. 
and sort of getting all of those to play nicely uh, is a matter of moving things millimeter by millimeter around oh uh, to there's an organization. Uh, then there are um, acoustic dampers, which have um, are essentially um, tiny screens that have an acoustic value to them that um, you can use to uh, do a little bit of crossing over, right? So uh, it will okay. it will screen out you know high frequency or it'll screen out things that you you know will affect um, where the peaks of the balanced armatures response are going. And sort of a, gives you a tool to shape it beyond just the length and diameter of the and would I be correct in, Would I be correct in saying that you guys utilize a very, very similar system blown up in the Cascade? Well, with regards to the screen no, I, uh, filtering system. Oh, right. Sure. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. In that, in that sense, that's correct. Yeah. But the headphone... Okay tuning is very much different but yes, yes you're right that that on like in an example that people could experience themselves right directly yeah yeah yeah, yeah. because be, the, the yes. reason why i mentioned that yes. is so people can go and look at pictures of that because it's far more e it's far easier to look at pictures of, of the <laughs> way you guys use the filter uh method to, to for, for voicing and tuning um, yeah you're you're exactly right yes right so yeah so there'll be this acoustic property of of fabric um, Perfect. And so this is a this is a thing that's used to tune all sorts of speakers, but it's also used to tune, you know, tiny signatures and dynamic drivers as well. So interesting. And also the 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 utilization of this uh, 3D printed boot uh, has also been fairly integral in uh, reducing the size of Solaris as well, right? Because um, Solaris used to be, uh, it was freaking huge. It was, it was, it was one of the yeah. complaints that you guys had. If, if any, that was one of the complaints. Yeah, that's right. Uh, when we first made Solaris, it was a really substantial earphone. Um, but uh, our feeling was like, look, the, it sounds so incredible. It's so remarkable. <laughs> Put like, up with it. You know, this is, yeah, this is, this is great, you know. And and people were were happy with it, right? And um, but we also take feedback very seriously, and we listen to people who are buying our earphones and are using them, right? And um, and reviewers and that kind of thing. So we're like, is there any way we can reduce it at all, right? Because again, we're sort of limited by the physical space, right? Because if you're tuning everything by the, the space and the size and the shape of things, like the size and shape are really essential to the way that a product sounds, right? Oh, yeah. And so, um, you know, Ken and uh, Ben uh, worked really hard to um, sort of trial and error that down to a new size that retains the same um, acoustic qualities as the original. Um, so it was it was a really a pretty substantial undertaking uh, to you know you've got something that everyone loves and you're trying to completely change it and then put it back together in a smaller you know package. So it, it you know that's not to be understated of how challenging that is. Um, I was actually going to uh, that, that that's um, uh, very very true, and I was I was actually going to expand on that by saying. You know, I hadn't seen the original Solaris, but I've seen the pictures of the original with the gold cap. Um, and I've seen it compared to the uh, current Solaris. And 20% does not sound like a lot. And I, 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 I want to make this very clear. Please go to the, you know, anyone who's listening to this, please look at the pictures comparing the old one to the new one. 20% is a lot. Um, in, in, yeah, in when you're talking about an earphone, that's already small. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, in yeah. reality, and I think one of the problems was is is the depth of it because of the weight was pulling it out of the ear, um, and by bringing that weight closer to the ear, you are essentially increasing comfort. Because one thing that I love about Solaris is the fact that I'm getting such extraordinary, extraordinarily large sound, uh, but yet it's very, very comfortable and very wearable. And I have to say, one thing I'm very excited about is using Solaris out and about. 
Um, mm, and once yeah. again, I genuinely believe that I'm going to get emotional doing that again, because I can only imagine I have been using these buggers, these AirPods Pros in the train. Right. And I'm going to be completely honest with you. When you get a good seal on any of these, uh, I'm using the foam tips uh, purely because I find them more comfortable than silicon. Uh, I know yeah. some people prefer the sound signature provided by silicon ear tips, but I can't yeah. really tell the difference, to be honest. Um, yeah, I, I use the small the, foam tips. Yeah, yeah, I just prefer the comfort of of the foams. And when I get a good seal, I'm getting just as good noise cancellation passively with those than I am with these actively. Um, right. So I can only imagine how that's going to make me feel sitting in a train, you know, on my way to work or whatever it might be, um, and getting the most beautiful sound quality that I would when I'm sitting in my room on my own, listening to my music in a dedicated way, I'm now able to experience that out and about. And I think that's really special. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, it's really, it's really fun to have hi-fi wherever you go. It's really, really cool, you know? I mean, even, you know, hooking it up to one of these uh, new, you know, Bluetooth dongle uh, while you're out walking around is awesome. You know, I mean, because you're walking around, so it's like you're not doing a critical listening session, but it sounds so good anyway, you know, so that you can listen to the same sort of stuff uh, that you would otherwise. And it's and it's really great. It, it, it really is. And, you know, we, we spoke in our last episode about the differences between balanced armature and dynamic. And I, I have to say. Yes, it's been amazing to understand what Campfire Audio is about with these earphones, but it's been a tremendous education for me as well with regards to the differences between balanced armature and dynamic, because yes, I was getting differences between Satsuma and Honeydew, but those differences between BA and dynamic are only enhanced the higher up you go. You know, the beauty of balanced armature, you guys really make it sing the higher up you go. And the beauty of dynamic, you make it sing. Um, and it's really helped me in discerning the differences, the pros and the cons of having BA or having dynamic. Um, so from that perspective, actually, the more expensive you go, the more differences you can tell, which is extraordinary. I think that's very interesting. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that the quality of the, the internal components and the build um, is really, uh, yeah, really ends up speaking for itself quite clearly. So it's hard to miss. Agreed. And kind of something kind of final that I just wanted to touch upon is I wanted to run this by you is, you know, an, an interesting thought that I had is, you know, if I was to only have if I was to be really critical and only have one or two of these earphones, what would I have? What would I pick as my favorite? And, and John asked me a few days ago, what's your favorite? And I constantly say, well, Aura and Solaris are my favorite because Aura is doing one thing and Solaris is doing the other. And I, I, I think, and I don't know if you agree with me on this, but I think that Solaris is like a version of andromeda with just everything turned up you know it's like the base is deeper uh you've got more more uh you've you've got better imaging you've got you know um uh, uh, uh better highs better lows and, and all that sort of stuff uh, and i think aura is actually a standalone product um and i i i know that uh, aura has been referred to as this kind of you know, this, this, this product that's kind of sandwiched between these two ones. But I actually think that Andromeda and Solaris are more um, uh, similar uh, in what they're trying to achieve. I think Andromeda and Solaris are trying to be a do-it-all earphone. This is the, 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 the kind of the Lord of the Rings, the one, the one earphone that rules them all. You know, it's very much that kind of thing where Aura is doing something completely different. So in my opinion, I think if you can, and I think most people, uh, my, my listeners can anyway, I think if you were to get something, the first thing you should get is Solaris. I, that, I, I definitely think so. It is the best earphone, the best portable audio device I have ever used. The one that has provided me with the most pleasure, I would say. Yeah, um, absolutely. 
And I'm not just saying that because you're in front of me. I genuinely believe that. Um, yeah, I, I totally agree. And, and I think that you could just, if you are like serious about personal audio, if, if this is something that you really want to, you know, not get into the weeds about and just like, yes, I, I'm ready to like make a, you know, a very clear, quick, clean decision. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, Solaris is an absolutely solid purchase. There is nothing that you are going to be missing anywhere else that Solaris doesn't deliver in space. You know, I think it's really a, just a terrific earphone all around. I, I agree. And, and, and Solaris, uh, especially the 2020, is widely regarded by many you know, audiophiles as the best IEM in the world right now. Um, I haven't listened to a great deal of IEMs, so I, I wouldn't know. But what I can say is if there's an IEM that sounds better than this, then my God, uh, you know, that 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 guy is um, not from this planet. I'll tell you that right now. Um, I, I, I cannot imagine how an IEM can sound better than that without it then becoming very cumbersome to use and very large. And the differences between practicality of using something like that to a headphone becomes very, very narrow. Um, so yeah, I definitely think you should just go with Solaris, but then I think if you want to add some interesting depth to your IEM collection, Aura is doing something out of this world. Um, it's, it's shocking actually the difference that it made from going to my laptop to the Atom, uh, Amp and DAC was extraordinary. It sounded like a different, uh, earphone. Um, and I know that the um, sensitivity of these earphones are sensitive enough to run off of your phone and your laptop. Um, but I really do think that Aura benefits from the external amplification. So if I was to really just go with two and advise people to go with two, I would say Solaris and Aura because they are not similar. They are doing completely different things. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, Aura is definitely a specialty player, right? A really special, unique one but a specialty player, uh, nonetheless, um, but yeah, I think it's, I think it's worth a listen, uh, if you have the opportunity and worth, um, checking out because I think it will surprise people and it, and it's far more interesting, uh, once you're down the rabbit hole, you know, once you have that, uh, DAF, once you have that external amp, once you have that extra, extra bits, uh, hanging around, uh, it becomes more and more interesting, right? I, I agree. And, you know, it's, it's just opened up. It's, it's messed me up, Caleb. You've messed me up. I'd, I'll tell you that right now. It's just, it's, it's, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's provided so much happiness um, to my listening experience. That's the only way I can put it. You know, I'm, I'm not someone who likes to be, oh, the oscilloscope and all this sort of stuff. I'm not, I'm not that kind of person. Um, I'm very much a person who is driven by experience. Um, I, I, and then after the experience, um, the depth of my experience decides whether or not I want to learn more about that thing. Um, if something has a fairly shit experience, then I'm not motivated to learn about that thing. Um, I have seen every single video on YouTube in the space of two days about these products. Um, so you can tell how motivated I am. I was so motivated <laughs> that I messaged you and I cancelled two interviews that I had today just to talk to you. Awesome. Well, thank you very much. Appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad. You know, I've been, this is, you know, what, what more could you ask for? So that's great. Well, I, I have to say I am genuinely interested and excited um, to kind of see from my audience as well. Um, I know that there's um, uh, that there's a bunch of guys that would be interested in this, which is why I wanted to kind of do it sooner rather than later. Um, because e even though the episode's only been out for a few days now, uh, I have got several messages of people saying, "Hey, you know, I have heard of Campfire, but I've heard of Andromeda. You know, why don't you let us know what that's like?" Um, so it was very interesting that you were already a step ahead of that. Uh, so. I am genuinely interested uh, to kind of see what the experiences of my audience will be. Um, but bloody hell, uh, like I said, I haven't had an experience uh, this profound when it comes to audio equipment uh, in the last seven months. So uh, if that says anything, yeah, that's terrific. Um, <laughs> uh, I hope it that does. That says it all. It's great. 
but no it was it yeah was, yeah like, truly I'm, truly interesting yeah i'm i'm really um i'm really happy uh that that uh it really connected with you and that's that's really the goal you know i mean the more people that hear this the more people that um are able to listen to the earphones and enjoy them and get more you know enjoyment out of their own collection out of their own taste out of their own uh, musical setup you know uh the happier we'll be you know i mean these are these are products that uh we designed that we would buy so like that's the idea right and so these are really exciting to us and uh and when they're exciting to other people that's terrific you know that's really gratifying I, I, I couldn't agree more and I couldn't have put it better myself. And, you know, aside from the products that you guys are making, uh, I, I, I want to kind of, um, you know, make this final point is I, I truly have fallen in love with Campfire Audio as a brand and as a company. Obviously, I have the, um, uh, the, the pleasure to talk to you and, you know, uh, we formed a relationship and whatnot. Um, and I feel as though that that has helped, but it is so obvious from your packaging to, to, to everything, your branding, that you guys are creating products with heart. You guys are creating products with a beautiful spirit behind it. And you're just lovers of music. You're lovers of audio equipment. Uh, you're, you're not doing this because you think it might be a good investment or whatever. You guys just love what you're doing. And that's so obvious and so clear. Um, and yeah, I just, I, I, I love everything you guys are doing. I think it's fabulous. Well, yeah, thanks. Uh, I just want to give a quick um, uh, shout out to my wife uh, who uh, helps, uh, well, her and I do the uh, packaging and the design aesthetic uh, together for the products. So uh, that, that is a, a labor of love, as it were. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I mean, she's got an eye uh, to, for color and for design and for aesthetic and the sort of synergy of, you know, how it can all come together. Um, that uh, So it's a real treat to be able to work with her on projects like this. Um, and, and I think it brings a little more fun, you know, to the, to the products and gives us such a strong identity uh, that, you know, that we, Otherwise, you know, it would be hard to say if we would get lost in the crowd, you know, without such a striking, um, you know, feeling to the product. I, I totally agree. And, you know, uh, I have to say, you know, congratulations to your wife because she's she's really hit the nail on the head with 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 this stuff, um, yeah. you know, and um, it, it, it very much reinforces the idea of bringing people around the campfire. Uh, you know, even opening up the the packaging, it kind of reminds me of igniting a fire. Uh, the way that yeah. it opens up, That's it's very interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's yeah, it's, it's really absolutely fun. fabulous. It really is. And like I said, um, you know, I am a huge, huge fan of what you guys are doing. I really well, now understand what you guys are about. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's uh, one hell of a one hell of a thing. It really is. <laughs> uh, so no honestly thank you so much for kind of jumping on with me at fairly short notice and uh yeah you know, happy to anytime chance. i'm no i'm glad uh I, i'm glad to be back anytime amazing caleb once again thank you so much for kind of spending some time with me and listening to me ramble a little bit and telling me a little bit about why i was experiencing what i was experiencing oh happy to hear it <laughs> Great.